Recorded live. Anyone there? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you? I'm well. How about you? <laughs> good, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I didn't hear anybody. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just was waiting until 8. Oh, well, I started it. But <laughs> okay. Okay. How are you doing? I'm good. I um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get connected to this call online as well. And Apostle Griffin gave me some instructions, but I am not having success with this. So here, I'll log out and you can log in. Okay. Oh, is that what it is? It might be. Well, then no, yeah. then fine. I guess it's, it's 
does what does that facilitate? Does that facilitate the recording or? Um, I don't know, but hang on for a second. Okay. Well, no, I mean, as long as long as we can all hear each other and everything's fine, it's fine. That's fine. Okay. That hang is, on that's probably is the reason, though. <laughs> can you try it again and see what happens? Um. I think this is the first time that I've tried to go in. Okay. Yeah, it looks like it's there now. Yep, now I see it. Okay. Oh, I see. It just shows. Yeah, it just shows you who's on the call. Okay, so you're in, right? Yes. I only, see, I only see New York on the call. <laughs> okay. Okay. Give me one second. Let me see if I can okay. find the call. Find the call. Hmm? I can't find the call. You can't find the call. I've never done this part before. Okay, I see Prophecy Vet is on the call. Okay. I'm going to hang up and call back in. You can call back? Okay. All right. Okay. Prophet Suzette, how are you? Praise the Lord. This is Ellen Phyllis. Hi. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Ellen Phyllis. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I hear everyone. I'm just going to wait for another minute or two.
How's everyone tonight? Oh, I'm good. I'm fine. How about you? I'm well. Can't complain. We have Prophetess Suzette, uh, Elder Dumas. This is Prophetess Rosalind. Who else is on the line? Praise the Lord. This is Elder Shonda. Praise the Lord, Elder Shonda. How are you? Praise the Lord. How are you? Praise the Lord. Is that a possible change? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I believe that was Elder Dumas. Yes, sir. Oh, oh okay. All right, well, we're going to get started. Uh, Apostle Griffin has given me the awesome responsibility for this evening uh, to cover. He is with the Hollands tonight, ministering there. Um, and we are going to get started. Can I ask uh, Elder Shonda if you would lead us in prayer tonight? Father God, we humbly come before you, Lord God. We thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord God. We thank you for the opportunity to gather again in prayer and to into discussion on the Apostles Roundtable. We give honor to our Apostle as he is Apostle Griffin as he is out ministering in another ministry, Lord God. Cover him right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, under the blood, Lord God. Let the word go forward, Lord God, in which it is to establish and set up and to determine, Lord God, to explain. Let your people's hearts and minds be open to receive your word, Father God, as he goes forward in ministry. We thank you right now for this call, Lord God, and the discussion that's going to go forward, Father God. Your will be done. We lay every weight aside, Father God. We lay our will aside that your will be done, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now for the facilitator, Lord God. Bless her greatly, Father God, as she goes on to instruct and to give um, what your what thus saith the Lord. Let our hearts and minds be open to receive your word, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray, Father. Amen. 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 Well, again, it's just an honor. It's a privilege uh, to be with you all tonight. Um, I am your pinch hitter, 
and uh, I'm privileged to be in this position this evening. Uh, Apostle Griffin had intended to speak on faith, and I'm going to piggyback on that topic um, just from from the from the vantage point that the Lord has allowed me to have on it. And I am so asking that all of you will just join in in the discussion um, as we talk about faith and the significance of it, particularly in our times. Um, It is very easy for us to, in faith, do things that the Lord tells us to do. At times, it's very easy. What is more challenging is to know the word of God and act on it in faith so that we can receive the results that God has intended for us. And many of us have been challenged in life and challenged by things that are happening in the world that prevent us from having the confidence that we should in the word of God and in the ability of God's word to work through us effectively in this life and in this world. But we are in a day and time where it's necessary for our faith to be manifested. You know, Scripture tells us that that our faith is the victory that overcomes the system of this world. And with the impending uh, inauguration of this new president, we are going to need something that overcomes the the mindset and the system and the pattern of this world uh, to get through these changing and challenging times. Amen. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to come from Mark, the 11th chapter. I'm going to read a few scriptures. Uh, If there is a point at which you'd like to interject or share something or have a question, please feel free to do so. Um, I'm going to read from the New International Version. Um, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at the doorway. As they untied it, Some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying the colt? They answered as Jesus had told them, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches that they had cut in the field. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I wanted to use that passage of scripture because it highlights the significance of the level of faith that it takes to just take God at his word. Jesus gave an instruction. They didn't ask the Lord why. They didn't ask him what he was doing. They didn't ask him what his ultimate purpose or goal was. The Lord said it, and they did it. And you see in the verse that as they did what the Lord told them to do, there were others who were likely unbelievers who asked why they were doing what they were doing. And they simply provided the answer that Jesus had prepared them with. And because of that, then the people began to follow a a pattern of behavior. This is what happens when we operate in faith 
on the word that God has already given and do things that he said in the manner that he said it. Others will look on. They'll have a fear of God. They'll have a reverence for God. And there's a, a level of obedience that wasn't even required of them that they will assent to and follow suit when we do the things that God has instructed us to do. How many of you have seen that in your life, that just because you did what God told you to do, there was a door open and other people began to do or follow suit after your level of obedience? Has anyone seen that? Amen. Would anyone like to share? No? All right. We're going to go down to the 12th verse, uh, still in the same passage of Scripture. The next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out why, found that, find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple courts and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and would not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. And as he taught them, he said, is, it is, is it not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. The, pre- the chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking for a way to kill him, for they feared him, because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. This passage of scripture just shows us how powerful the word of God is, that even absent of visible evidence initially, that the word of God is working. The word that the Lord speaks, when we speak it in faith, as he spoke it in faith, because he was confident in his ability as God, we have to have that same kind of confidence in his ability. And he says that his word will not return to him void or will not come back to him absent of results. Whatever the Lord says, whether we see it today or whether we see it five years from now, his word is potent and it will accomplish the thing that he pleases. It's going to prosper in what he sent it unto. And the disciples were amazed because they didn't see through the eyes of faith that when Jesus said it, it was already dead. It still looked alive. Jesus was disturbed because the tree looked, based on the amount of leaves that were present, like it should have contained the fruit that he was looking for. And, in fact, it should have. So it was cursed for looking like something that it was not. But what the disciples were able to see and what we see is that when the Lord speaks something, it happens immediately, although it may be revealed over time. It's the same way that God works in our lives. There are things that he has spoken to us, 
And sometimes because we don't see immediate results, we dismiss the promises of God. We lose confidence in the things that the Lord has said. Sometimes we totally forget about what God promised us because it's taken so long for it to come to pass. So we no longer want to entertain the idea of the thing which God said even being possible for us. But his word is impossible of lacking results. There's no way that his word will not come back with results. There will be an effective word when Jesus says it is going to happen. And the Lord has given us the same kind of power. We have that same ability. Romans, the 12th chapter, and the third verse talks about the fact that the Lord has given unto every man a measure of faith. We have faith, faith that will be increased as it is exercised, faith that will be increased in purity, in uh, quantity, as we exercise what God has given to us. And that exercise is going to come through our demonstration of our ability to speak the word of God, having confidence in the God who's given us that word to speak and knowing that because it's based on his reputation, things are going to come to pass. Um, Verse 22, have faith in God is what Jesus said. He said, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. This is the time of year that a lot of people are still contemplating things that did not come to fruition last year, Uh, whether it be their resolutions or uh, some service that you went to, some prophetic word that was spoken and you anticipated it happening in a particular time frame and it has not occurred. But we have the power within our mouths, life and death being in the power of our tongue, to declare a decree, to decree a thing, and watch it come to pass. There is a level of faith that we have to walk in that exceeds merely hearing God say say a thing and being obedient to that. But it takes us to the place that we exercise the creative ability that we have been given by God, and we can speak a word and declare a thing and watch it come to fruition. If we're going to be the kinds of leaders that God is calling for in this hour. We have to be able to envision the things that are not seen. We have to have that faith that Hebrews talks about that is the substance of things hoped for, that is the evidence that gives substance to things that we cannot see. There are things that God desires to do that we've never seen before, but they are going to require us operating in a level of faith that we've never operated in before. I'm sure many of us have, you know, we know that God is a healer, and yet there are certain types of diseases that we are still not confident that God will heal others of, and we don't believe God for our own healing. Most of us are still daunted by cancer because we feel medical science has not found a cure for it, and so many people die from it. 
but that doesn't negate the power that God has to heal and restore one's health. We have to be the ambassadors of that word, that we begin to have the kind of faith that when we see situations that seem impossible, we know that they are not beyond God's ability and that he's given us not only the power and the authority, but the responsibility to execute those things in the earth. Does anyone have any comments to add? Praise the Lord. Yes. This is Dr. Shaw. How are you? I'm well, Dr. Shaw. How are you? Thank you. Um, I couldn't hear everything. I'm just kind of in a place that I can't hear really good. But in in what I did hear, I think that um, I think this is an excellent subject. Uh, It's one that we have to deal with every day. Uh, as with a lot of other subjects, but I, I really like the ideal uh, because we we are tried by faith and uh, we have to work on our faith every day. Uh, so many things that we go through in life and, um, you know, uh, the word says here, you know, faith comes by hearing, uh, hearing by the word of God. And, and, and uh, when we listen for God's word, when we listen for God's voice, when we listen for his instructions, um, uh, we have to understand, and it, it is a matter or a level of faith that we have to have when we hear God's voice. Uh, we have to understand it's him, first of all. And um, then uh, we have to understand that, um, uh, as you mentioned, there's a lot of things that we may have wanted last year or wished to have had, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think it's, it is just a matter of being patient because we know that our time is in God's time and that alone, dealing with his time, calls for faith as it is. Uh, I just think that um, we have to endure till the end and it's just, you know, it's evidence of things not seen. So we do have to understand that just because we don't see it doesn't mean it's not there, like the wind in the trees. You know, mm-hmm. if, if it wasn't for the trees blowing, we wouldn't know. Um, but uh, it's it's a matter of trusting and believing in God because of who he is and knowing who he is. It's the faith that we have to have from our Holy Spirit from the inside out. It's what we have to continue to work on every day, that it is not our will but his will, and we have to have faith in his will. And I mean, the scripture tells us in, in First John, the, the fifth chapter, he says this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. And yes. if he hears us, then we have the petitions that we desired of him, that we desire of him. And my question would be, if we really believe that word, what is it that prevents us from asking for the things that seem impossible? If we know that we're asking things that are according to his will, if we can be confident in the fact that when we are praying according to his will, then he hears us and we're going to have what we ask for, why do not we ask for the things that we need? Whether they be in our personal lives, whether they be in our entrepreneurial pursuits, 
whether they be in our ministry, whether it's for our children, whether it's for healing, what is it that prevents us from asking in line with the promises that God has already made to us? Anyone can answer. Elder Saunders? I was just uh, thinking about, um, really it is a, it's the level of, of the way that we think. Um, sometimes our thinking is just too low. We don't think, um, our thinking is not uh, up. You know, the way we think about things, sometimes we don't, we don't think on a level that we should think, and we know that with God that all things are possible. And that's the kind of faith that we should be thinking with. But a lot of times we find ourselves thinking, just like the world, we are not um, just humans. We're spiritual beings. Right. We're having a human experience sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we need to bring our level of thinking up to where God says it should be, and we should be renewed. Our our minds will be should be renewed, you know, on a Christ-like level. And we just, you know, we think a, a lot of times we think just too lonely. Absolutely. The Word of God, yeah, the Word of God says that we are just. We are Christ-like. We are, I mean, we are Christ. We are the body. He is the Godhead, and he works through us, and we should be operating and thinking on that type of faith, that we can do all things through Christ. And we just don't think that way sometimes. And in leadership, we need to go up to that type of thinking. Absolutely. I mean, there is a dichotomy. We are not just human. We are spiritual beings. And we're not just spiritual beings. We are human beings. And we do have to intentionally feed our faith. And the thing, the only thing really that feeds our faith is the Word of God. And, uh, you know, a lot of us have an intellectual knowledge of the Word of God or an an intellectual level of faith. But in our heart, our experience, doesn't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I know that I've I've had, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ where, you know, they they know that God is a healer. They believe that God is a healer. However, when they encountered a particular illness, it was difficult for them to move beyond the obstacle of, can God heal me? It's one thing for you to believe that God will do something for everybody else. It's another thing for you to grasp that same level of faith for you and your situation and your condition and know that he's not just a general kind of healing God. He's a God who will heal me, that he's concerned about me as an individual, and I'm in no way excluded from his promises or exempt from his power. He's able to do in me, with me, through me, the same thing that he can do in anybody else's life. Uh, Romans 12. And I like it the Messenger Bible says it, or the Message Bible, excuse me, because it makes it so plain. It's, it's everyday language. 
It says, so here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. And that really sums up the whole matter. We do allow our culture to drag us down to its level of immaturity because the world does not believe God. And so when we're confronted with situations that require supernatural intervention, if we connect our ears and our hearts to the sound of the world, we won't believe God and we won't even ask God. You know, we may create a situation of our own accord and feel unqualified to ask God for help, forgetting that we're his children and there's nothing that he will, good thing that he will withhold from us. But because we don't stay connected to his language, we lose out on the power and the promises that should be ours. But I, I love the way that the Message Bible says this. It's, it's, it's to be a part of our everyday, ordinary life. Allow the transformation to happen on a level that is a part of our daily existence. And, and none of us are perfect in this. We are growing. We're developing. We're going from the good, you know, to the perfect. Acceptable, the good, acceptable, and perfect. But we're in a process where God wants us to go from faith to faith. Our level of faith should not be the same today as it was 10 years ago, simply because God has done things in the last 10 years that should have increased our confidence in him just based on the resume of experience that we have with him. You know, children have an extraordinary level of faith, and when they see something, I, my daughter used to do this with me, um, you know, I would tell her, it's going to rain. You know, I'll look at the sky. They say, it's going to rain. And I remember one day I told her that it was going to rain, and I forgot about it. And she and I were going out to take a walk. And she grabbed an umbrella, but it wasn't raining when we went outside. And I was like, why, why are you taking the umbrella? And she said, Mom, you said it was going to rain. <laughs> and I laughed, and I was like, Okay. She had faith in my words, and we went for the walk and came back, and sure enough, as our feet hit the first steps to head back towards the house, the downpour came because she had seen this happen before. I said something was going to happen, and it happened, and, you know, so frequently that she would say to me, no, don't say that because if you say it, it's going to happen. Don't say it. Don't say it, Mom. But that's the way we should think about God. Like when he says it, it's going to happen. And then there are people in our lives for, with, with whom we should have built that kind of resume also that they recognize that when we say something, that God is going to back up the words that we speak. 
that we have that kind of faith and we have that power with God that when we speak a thing, it's going to come to pass. So this is this is the level that we should be operating on, that our words don't fall to the ground and you don't have to, to stand in the office of a prophet to have that kind of power with God. But his words are spirit and life. Our words are spirit and life as well. We just don't think about the power that we have and exercise it. We don't have confidence in what God has placed in us to use for our benefit, for the benefit of those whose lives are connected to us, for the benefit of the body of Christ. And we do have to elevate our thinking. We have to let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus, who didn't allow his physical form to limit his capacity. He humbled himself because he was a man. That's what becomes our humanity. But he totally walked on this earth like God and did God things. And that's what he's expecting us to do. I, I, I know that you know we're in a season right now where people need to know that God is real. They need to know it in word. They need to know it in manifestation. And we are the ambassadors that God is going to use. We're all he has. He's not going to come back. He's not going to have another immaculate conception. There will not be another. There won't be a Jesus part two. We're it. (laughs) And we have to, you know, come up to that level so that he can be glorified in the way he desires to be in the earth. Amen. I have something else to add to that. Again, this is Elder Shaw. I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. That's okay. I know it is. <laughs> I was looking at Galatians 3, um, verses 26 through 28, and as you were talking, uh, what, what, I, what, I, what I believe and what I feel and, and, and what I see is that um, our faith is in Jesus. Our faith is in Christ Jesus as God has placed him in our lives. I mean, he is God. They are one. So when we know who we are, our faith increases because we are in his likeness and in his image. Uh, You were talking about the power. You are absolutely right that we have to understand what type of power we actually have, and we have to have faith in that. The scripture says, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Now, for as many of you as have been baptized in Christ have been have put on Christ, and there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And so when we look at that verse, and when I looked at that verse, and we, I, I began to start tearing it down into uh, my understanding, and, and not that it's my understanding. I, I, I lean on the Spirit to give me the understanding, and that's the Spirit of God for that revelation. Uh, that he had given me in this verse, and it comes down to understanding who we are and what God has given us and what is our purpose in him. And we have to have faith in him. We have to believe 
in him. We have to believe in Christ Jesus. We have to believe that he is here, that he died on the cross for our sins, that he died for us, that he paid the price, and that we are here under recompensation, under what God has seen for us, another level, a second chance for us to come to him, for him, by him, through him, to be able to build the kingdom of God for him, be able to build the kingdom of God through him, by him. And and, and, and like I said, and leaning on the spirit to give us the strength to understand who we are in the first place. You know, uh, as sons of God, it, it's an ultimate stance that he has put mankind unto, under, and at the same time, like you said, we limit ourselves as to who we are. We limit ourselves in the capacity of even how we serve God because we should serve him in our fullness. And when you got to bring it in, how we uh, want to mix with what the world is doing and and I say this a lot that, you know, we have to understand that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And so uh, uh, we have to understand that we cannot uh, 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 be a part of the world. And so uh, we can't let that be our influence. We can't let that be the Jezebel that comes under the influence in our Spirit that takes over and takes control of our own behavior in what we believe and in our faith as it gets crumbled or crippled while we let other influence uh, take over. And so in the fight that we have, this great battle that we have between not our flesh and blood but the principalities and powers, that faith is a powerful thing. Believing in Christ is a powerful thing. And when you believe in Christ, you have to believe in the power that he's released to us. So that's kind of what I, I just got out of that scripture. And it it it, it's a, it, it goes with what you're saying. I, you know, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, and it, it, it validates some of the things that are going on out here in the world amongst the saints or amongst those who are believers, but, you know, to be able to even get others to understand, uh, you know, even through the way we live and through the way we believe and our own behaviors. I I think Apostle posted something earlier today, if not yesterday, I, I read something, and it, it, it's, it's a matter of how we live. And, and so we have to understand the... Um, the uh, effect of the way we live that will affect others. And um, it comes with the belief. It comes with the faith. If we show faith, if we show the faith that we should have in Christ, I believe that others will understand what that faith is about and they can turn their heads into that direction. That's kind of what I feel. I don't know. That's all I have. Anyone else out there? Yeah, this is Elder Shonda. Um, As I was listening to both of you, um, what was popping in my mind a lot was um, that our faith, um, and I'm back to thinking and faith, and what I'm thinking is, well, I know that the kingdom is voice-activated, 
Mm-hmm. And we have to speak yes. things. And it's just like you were saying, um, Prophet um, Colander, you told your daughter, oh, it's going to rain. And she had faith in your words, and that's how God is. We have mm-hmm. to speak things um, into existence, but we have to believe in our hearts that um, what we speak is going to come to pass. And it's just like you said, if God said a thing, he is going to bring it to pass. Mm-hmm. And if we believe or have enough faith, we're, we're going to go on and do greater works. The word told us that. We we can speak and things will happen. Um, who was it that spoke to the sun mm-hmm. and the moon? That was Joshua's because they, he was fighting the, the enemy, and he mm-hmm. held up. God, God honored him. Mm-hmm. We need to open our mouths. And if we don't believe it, we believe it for someone else, speak it until you believe it. The kingdom is voice activated. Amen. Amen. I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I've I've seen God do some things because I have the tenacity to speak certain things. Yeah. You know, I uh, when I was, I think I had taken a semester off from college, and I I was working at a company that was kind of on the outskirts of the main town. And the walk from my job to the bus stop was literally almost a mile. And this particular day I got off of work, and the heavens looked like they were going to open up. I didn't have an umbrella. There was no warning that rain was coming. But that sky looked like it was going to drop everything down in a matter of seconds. And I looked up at those clouds, and I was like, "You, I need you to hold your water until I get home. I command you not to ring until I get home. And I stood out there and waited for the bus. The bus came. As soon as I got on the bus, the downpour came. My bus ride was probably 40 minutes. When I got to my stop, the rain subsided. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's how we're supposed to be able to do it. Yeah. I needed to not be caught in that torrential downpour. The rain needed to come, but it didn't need to happen to me. So, Amen. You hold your rain until I'm out of this. <laughs> Amen. It, it did not. It it's just a, and those are personal things. I remember just just recently, I just every day tried to exercise what I believe um, mm-hmm. by voice activation. One of these days in the past, this past week, I was I woke up late. I still had to take care of myself. I still had to be to work on time or I was going to be marked late. Mm-hmm. And I I spoke whole time without any accident and let me pass every green light to be on time. I got to work <laughs> five minutes early. I'm telling you. It's, and you I know. left 20 minutes late. <laughs> Voice activated. And that was a personal thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's God cares about these things, you know. He's given angels charge over us. We have the ability to dispatch those angels. We don't even think about the ministry that we have with the angels because that's another faith thing. But think what more he would do. If we we believed. Because that's simply what Mark 16 says. These signs will follow them that believe. 
It doesn't say those who speak in tongues. It doesn't say those who are baptized in Jesus' name. It simply says these signs shall follow them that believe. That's how powerful faith is by itself. (laughs) Amen. Amen. The healing comes through those who believe. You know, deliverance comes through those who believe. And I often say, you know, Catholic priests are able to exercise demons. They are just not protected from the repercussions because they don't have the spirit of God living in them. But they believe, so they're able to cast out demons. Yes. And them demons come back and, and, you know, tear them up, but they can get them out because they have faith. Yes. Whereas a lot of us, we're looking for a specialist. You know, I don't see that job in the scriptures yet. You're looking for somebody, you know, like Ghostbusters who has a particular <laughs> ministry. <laughs> it's not it's not central. It's not central at all. So it, you know, we really have to, to stretch the, 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 the boundaries, the limitations that we've placed on the power of God that works in us. Because there are things he's only going to do through the power that's working in us. It's not that his power is limited, but he deposited that much of himself in us so that we could do the things that he does and not always wait for him to do. (laughs) He's actually waiting for us (laughs) to come Mm -hmm. up to that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, he's looking at us. We're looking at him. Looking at him. Like, you, say what? <laughs> you say what? You looking at throwing your hands up? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> and what else can I give you? What else can I do? <laughs> I also believe that that power, uh, like uh, Elder Shana, you were talking about uh, speaking, uh, I, I, I think, you know, because that's why it's so much power in prayer. Because when we're speaking to him about what we want, and Prophetess Collender had mentioned or our question, why isn't that we don't ask for what we want? You know, I think if, if we pray enough and if we do enough in prayer, and we know that prayer changes things, that would be another way that we can be able to validate the power that God gives us through our prayers and validate that the power we have through our prayers when you pray something to, into existence. And we know, already know that words create worlds. So in saying that, it is a matter of speaking that thing into existence like God has spoken the world into existence. So I, I think it all comes into prayer as well. I mean, prayer is a prayer is a part of that, but there's also the speak. Those things that be not as though they were, so they were. because yeah. there's a there's so a tenacity there's right. a tenacity that's in that that's there's right. a tenacity that's there. I I don't just have to pray. I I'm not simply relegated to praying the scriptures. I may need God to do something no. that I don't see exemplified in the scriptures. So I can speak. I can speak what I don't see that I need to be mm-hmm. because yeah. I have that authority. I don't. <laughs> We're not we're not limited. And you know, I I love prayer. I it's awesome. It's given to us. And yet our faith is greater than our prayer. And sometimes we get so um we become so habitual about prayer mm-hmm. that we pray 
and then we forget the aspect of, um, you know, the faith that we exhibit in prayer without works is dead. Mm-hmm. After you get finished praying, you have to get up and do something. That's right. Which may require you to declare and decree something else on another level. That's right. That's right. It's all of these things together. It's not, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to pray or I'm just going to declare or, you know, <laughs> pray right. over here, declarations over here, supplicate right. over here, speak over mm-hmm. here, you know. That's right. And it takes all of those things working together. Yes, it takes all of that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Praise, praise All right, I, I was just listening to uh, each and one that was talking uh, about the exercise. Um, and I was thinking about uh, uh, how we build our faith in God for exercise is worried. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, just, I, I just I lift weights. I used mm-hmm. to lift a lot of weights, and the more I exercise, the more I want to exercise. Because mm-hmm. the more I exercise, the stronger I will get. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's the same way in the body of Christ. Uh, Sometimes that we uh, we may not can lift, we may not can do like we want to do, but we keep lifting, we keep listen to God's word and put it in our life, and uh, he began to, to strengthen us uh, to have more faith. Uh, and I remember just um, as years ago, I was paralyzed on my right side for five mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had to walk with crutches for f- about five years. And I was down in this big hospital, and uh, and I was just praying for the Lord to heal me. You know, I said, Lord, just, you know, heal me. I wouldn't worry about nobody else. But the <laughs> Lord spoke to my heart. He said, why are you always thinking about somebody, thinking about yourself? Mm-hmm. Think about somebody else. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm your devourer, you know. So Lord, take us to a training process. Right. We have to know what God will do. Yes. We just can't think, okay, but we have to believe. Absolutely. We have to believe that when we say what we say, God is going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's able to do it. Mm-hmm. He says if he, if it's, Paul said if he, wasn't, he was able to, if he didn't do it, he know, still know he was able to do it. Exactly. Uh, you know, if he don't do it, we can't doubt God's word. We said, well, I know he's still able to do it. So um, it was a process to me. It was a, it was a training process in the yeah. five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, through the body. Well, the body was, you know, my my, my right hand rolled up, my, my right leg rolled up. But when I reached... The faith that God wants me to be at. I can remember just just a good. I think it was. I know it was six o'clock news come on. I believe it was on a Wednesday night on a Bible class night, and I was sitting there on a land in the bed, and God spoke to me, 
He said, get up. And the boys were just like all over the the bedroom. And he said, get mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And I said, get up. He said, get up. So I got up and put my foot on the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, get up and walk. So the crusher was standing beside the bed. The stick was standing beside the bed. I got up and walked in the kitchen. Hadn't walked in five years without a crutch or stick. And I got up and I walked in the kitchen. My wife looked at me. She said, uh, oh, you're walking without your crutch. You're walking without your stick. I said, the Lord told me to get up and walk. I, from, from that day, I've been walking ever since. Okay. But I gained faith. I know what God would do. Mm-hmm. I know God is a healer. I know God is a way maker. Uh, we have to know what God would do to encourage somebody else. You know, I, 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 you know, uh, to my uh, ability, that I, I can't doubt God because He's a God. I don't have nobody else to trust in. I don't have nobody else to heal me. I don't have nobody else to direct me in the path of righteousness. But God will lead us and take us to the the higher place. And when I left the Chapel Hill Hospital, I was having prayer at 9 o'clock in the morning and 9 o'clock at night. I would have doctors and nurses coming in the room for prayer in the morning and prayer at night. And uh, when I left the hospital, they wanted me to be a chapter at at uh, uh, Chapel Hill Hospital. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, it was you know uh, I just didn't take it. But the job paid good money, but uh, it was just my sister. But it was the training that I got in there by faith that God has given me faith, believing in him while I was in the hospital. And the doctor told me, he said, uh, he said, I don't know what you're doing. He said, but whatever you're doing, mm. you keep doing it because we didn't do a thing to help you. Mm. So I just want, you know, I just want to share that with, you know, with the, each and every one tonight. God, he should, you know, God is real. You know, I believe. I, I don't doubt God. Amen. I don't care how dark the cloud may get. I still hold, still hold on to the faith. Yeah. Amen. And God Amen. has brought me this far, and I know He was to take me through. And and and, and I didn't and, and, um, I didn't get no four and six grades in school. Yeah. Um, I was older shipping. I was supervising older shipping. God taught me how to do things. Yeah. Um, you know, God. You know. I, I asked Lord, Lord, why do you call me in the ministry it's at the level I am? He said, Well, you know, uh, you could know how to read every book in the in the library, but if I don't give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, it ain't gonna do you no good. Right. So the understanding, if God will give you wisdom and knowledge, how to do? He said, It ain't how much you can do, read, or how much. It's, 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 uh, if I don't do it, if I don't open up your understanding, that you can understand my word, understand the word that you read, it said, really would be no good. Amen. So, you know, we have a lot. I have a lot to be thankful for tonight. And 
I just want to share that with y'all tonight. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much for sharing that. Amen, Elder Dumas. Um, I just want to challenge us to allow God to elevate our faith uh, so that we begin to see things the way that he sees them. And we're not afraid to speak those things that be not as though they were. Uh, It is a challenge because growing in faith requires situations that are challenging. We don't grow in faith unless we're challenged in life. Those challenges cause us to trust God more, to seek him differently, to expect something of him that we haven't in the past. There are areas of ministry that we each have that we need to exercise another level of faith to see things come to fruition. There are things that we may need to do now that we've never done before because they're in line with what God requires in order for us to see and to be what he's calling for. So I want to challenge us to allow God to move us beyond ourselves, have the God kind of faith that's just fearless. God doesn't isn't worried about anything. He doesn't have a care in the world. And we're not supposed to have a care because we trust in him. Our confidence is in him. Our faith is in him. And we can walk in the earth and operate through that same level of faith. So I'm I'm challenging us and I'm encouraging us to allow God to shift our focus, to change our minds, to transform our minds, so that we can walk by faith and not by sight, so that we don't rely on our resources, our gifts, our talents, our relationships, but allow God to just do what he desires to do by his mighty power. And we walk in the joy of that. God has so much more for us than we've seen. And even for the people who are connected to our lives, there are ways in which he wants to show himself that he won't be able to do until we are trusting him at another level and we're operating on another level of faith. So tonight, you know, as we're preparing to part from this call, my prayer is that we would just embrace God on a different level, allow the word of God to increase our faith and let that faith be activated in meaningful ways in our everyday life. God cares about every little thing that concerns his people. And he wants to show himself strong in every area of our lives. Not relegated to the sanctuary, in your business, with your children, with your spouse. Everything that pertains to you, there is an area where faith can be manifested that we haven't seen yet. Does anyone have any final words before we go. Anyone else have any words they'd like to add? I don't have any. No. No. All right. Um, Let's see, who's still with us? Uh, Prophetess, is there? Are you here? 
Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this class tonight. We thank you for each and every one that we're on call tonight, Lord. We just thank you how we can come to hear your words from time to time. And, Lord, increase our faith, increase our wisdom and knowledge and understanding that we continue to understand your word but day by day. And, Lord, bring the shepherd, bring the sheep, Lord, Gather up your sheep. Help us to gather up your sheep, Lord, by your word and by your spirit. Bless, Lord, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Heal, Lord. Oh, God, make a way out of nowhere, God. Yes, God. That's this ministry, God. You save God, to fulfill your words. You say, whatever we ask in your name, we just only believe it and we shall receive yes. it. Lord, we speak in your word tonight, believing, God, that you are mighty God, that you are God, that died on the cross for the sins of this world. God, in the name of the Holy Spirit, God, you ever do these things for us. We ever give your name glory. Yes. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray. Amen. Amen. Prosper in this week. I pray that God shows himself to you in a new way. Yes. Bless you all. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.